0: Good evening. I had, uh, I had a few funny lines to uh, start off with about the uh, uh, New Year's, but I'm just too tired. <laughs> so I will just remind you that we have uh, game and snacks uh, after service tonight. And don't forget to set your calendars ahead one year. (coughs) I heard a snicker. Um, We'll just go over a couple of the uh, announcements. First, uh, remember, there's a lot of information in our bulletins, and there's uh, a lot of folks in the bulletins who need our our ongoing uh, prayers and comfort. Oh, hey, Vern. You see that he knew I had a bad back, made me lean over to get that. but No. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll read what Virgil just read me. Uh, Gerald Ratchley, a former member of the church, fell uh, and broke her uh, hip and will be having surgery. Uh, also, her daughter, uh, her daughter in law, Cheryl, uh, the doctor found a uh, spotted in her spine and liver and uh, she is starting chemo so we'll keep those two in our prayers. Um, a quick uh, reminder of a couple from this morning, uh, uh, Jaretta Rose has an appointment on uh, January 3rd to determine uh, her options for surgery for the pain she's been suffering uh, for the past few weeks. Uh, Mary Wolf has uh, COVID um, Uh, Robbie Weaver's mother is uh, still in a Baptist hospital uh, in Little Rock, and uh, we continue to pray for her. And uh, Jim Busby is going to be having uh, shoulder surgery on Tuesday. Um, I had it, Jim, and I would tell you how terribly painful and that is going to be, but I won't. No, it's uh, it'll be it'll be good, it'll be fine. And if uh, if you need uh, you need anything, we got a whole congregation here willing to help. Uh, and this I was handed just a little bit ago too. Uh, Joyce McWilliams fell last week and broke her right arm. Uh, she is dealing with a lot of pain. Uh, please remember her in your prayers. Uh, and I will add one last thing. It is New Year's Eve. And uh, whereas I trust all of us will be uh, fine, Uh, just remember there's other folks out there who may not be thinking of you or us when they drive. So be vigilant and uh, uh, be careful, and we'll all come back safe and happy in the new year. Does anybody have any other announcements, additions to what I've said, anything at all? Okay, let's go to the Father in prayer. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to come here with our brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can freely worship you, praise you, and learn about you. Father, those who uh, were mentioned tonight, we pray that you will, you will comfort them, that you will heal them, and ultimately, Father, we know that your will will be done. As we enter a new year, Father, we, uh, we put behind some good times, and we look forward to some good times ahead. And we know it's going to be good times because we are so blessed to have a loving God, a loving Father who is always there for us, guiding us and protecting us. Father, we go through this service tonight and as we gather afterwards, we pray that you will uh, watch over all of us, guide us, protect us and forgive us of our sins. And these things we pray in Jesus name. Amen.
1: using a book you would go ahead and mark number 308 that'll be our song of invitation this evening kneel at the cross be our lesson after eric Rushka speaks to us this evening first song will be number 122 father of mercies we'll sing all the verses of this song father of mercies day by day my love strewn upon my way, like sands upon the great seashore, like sands upon the great seashore. Father of mercies, God of love, whose gentle gifts all creatures share the road. Seasons as they move, proclaim to all thy constant care, proclaim to all thy constant care. Father, of mercies may our hearts ne'er overlook thy bounteous care. But what our Father's hand imparts, still own in great, full praise and prayer. Still own in great, full praise and prayer. Number 256. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord. We'll sing all the verses, and then Eric will bring us the message this evening. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord, nor to defend his cause. Maintain the honors of his word, the glory of his cross. Firm as his throne, his promise stands, and he can well secure what I've committed to. Till the decisive hour.
2: Good to see everyone here this evening. Uh, I uh, forgot the lapel thing, so I guess I'm stuck right here this evening, but uh, it'll be all right. Uh, good to be back. Uh, Mom and I have been traveling quite a bit this last week, three weeks, while she's been here. Uh, we talked on the way back from Fayetteville yesterday. I figure about 2,600 miles is what she's ridden in the last three weeks. So <laughs> We've been around the world twice, I feel like. But anyways, it's good to be home. Uh, this morning I was up the road speaking, and uh, you're not going to have to listen to that same lesson just because I didn't want Mom to have to send, listen through the same lesson again. But uh, it's nice to get a chance to uh, deliver the last lesson of this year from the at this evening. And uh, after services this evening, we're having a get-together out in the fellowship hall, uh, games and such, and I think that's supposed to be my understanding. The first activity of the new year, so I'm supposed to speak till the new year, is that right? So I hope nobody goes running out that back door here. Actually, the lesson this evening will be shorter than usual for me. But uh, anyways, uh, when talking about the end of the year, uh, a lot of businesses, I know Amber's familiar with, she worked at Walmart quite a few years. What's one of the things to do at the end of the year? Take inventory. And that's this evening what I want to look at is uh, taking inventory Uh, You know, in a business, what do you do? You're counting product. You're making sure that it matches up with the books. Everything's lined up and and where it should be. And uh, inventory allows you to determine what you have. It allows you to figure out what you're lacking, figure out what things have been accomplished, what you failed to do, and what needs attention in the the coming year. And uh, self-examination or taking inventory, it's not actually something or it is something that's actually prescribed in the God's word. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, Paul says there in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course... You fail the test. Take inventory. Test yourself. Examine yourself. So tonight, we're going to look at four things that we need to take inventory of in our own lives. We're going to look at taking inventory in our prayer life. Taking inventory in our prayer, or or, excuse me, in our Bible study habits. Inventory in the spirituality of our family. An inventory in our place in this congregation here at Northside. So four things we're going to look at this evening. First thing, prayer life. Taking inventory of your prayer life. How much praying did you do this last year? Did you just pray when you had sickness, had a financial problem, had the death of a loved one, or other difficulties come across? Were those the only times that you went to God in prayer? You know, of course, we certainly need to go to God in prayer at those times. The Lord desires that we come to him. And in any time that we're feeling weak, that we're feeling heartache or any other kind of trouble. First Peter chapter five and verse seven, he says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. But is that the only time that we utter a prayer? If that is the only time that you utter a prayer, I hope you see you need to make a change. Maybe you do more, uh, you pray more often, but your words are short. They're half hearted. You're only praying to God out of a feeling of guilt or obligation. That's the only reason you talk to him. Well, that's something I'm supposed to do, so that's just what I do. In James chapter 5 and verse 13, I really think this gives us an idea of. what our prayer life needs to look like. James chapter 5 and verse 13, James says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah, being a human being, even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced crops. We'll stop there. Uh, what did they do? What was prayer for? What was, what was going on here? Is communication. What are we doing? We're communicating with God. You know, just in, as we read in 1 Peter there, why do we communicate with God? Why do I pray? Because he cares for me. Why do you talk to your friends? They care for you. It's the same thing with God. Why do we talk to him? Because he cares for us. So if you have a healthy prayer life, I hope you continue it through the coming year. But if you haven't, I hope you take inventory and realize that's something that needs to change. Second inventory that we're going to look at, second thought this evening our bible study habits how much time did you spend in the following, the last year studying the bible 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth are you correctly handling the word Do you study it? Do you know it? You know, we can't just spend time coming here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That's kind of a minimum as far as studying the word, isn't it? Think about this. Psalms chapter 1, starting in verse 1, the psalmist says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And who meditates on his law day and night. What is the law? It's the word of God. His delight. Where does he spend his time? Just three times a week? Some people just one time a week? That's not studying. That's the minimum. Do you delight in it? Do you, are you in it daily? Do you delight in his word? Do you study on your own? Do you spend more time reading a romance novel? Or are you somebody that spends more time reading the paper? Or are you spending more time on Facebook than you do in the Bible? Where is your delight? Do you need to make a change here? The third thing we'll look at this evening, taking inventory with the spirituality of our family. I'm talking about your blood family. During the last 12 months, did you make church the center of your family? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Did you put spiritual things first? Or did you think that was something that could be neglected? Did you put sports ahead of the church? Did you put trips ahead of the church? Did you put your friends ahead of the church? What was important in your family this last year? Was worship service important? Was that one of your goals? Was that one of the places that you put your your emphasis that you needed to be. The fourth thing and final thing we'll look at inventory, our place in the congregation. Where is Eric's place? Where is your place in the congregation here at Northside? In 2023 did you help or hurt the work of the congregation here? Did you take an active role? in services here? Were you active in your fellow brother and sister's life? Or did you just come in the doors, sit down, put in your time, and the minute services were over, you hit that door you run? Is that what you did in the congregation? Did you stand on the sidelines and just criticize the things that were going on here? Did you take an active role? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12, really tells us how the church is to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to read verses 12 through 17 here. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit as to form one body whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is made up of one part, but is of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, As it is, there are many parts but one body. i want to stop just a minute there and look at uh, verse uh, 18 there. In fact, God placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as who wanted them to be. He wanted them to be. Your talents, your abilities, God gave you just exactly what he wanted you to have. And he didn't give each one of us the same ability or talent, did he? You're here for a specific reason, and God placed you here for that reason. We'll go on to verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Whether our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, given great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. Each member is a vital part of the body of Christ here. We all must work together as a team. So this evening, when thinking about inventory in this coming year, think about your prayer life. How has your prayer life been this last year? Do you need to make improvements? Do you need to make changes there? What about your Bible study? Is the only time you pick up this book is when you get out of the car and come in here? Is it sitting in the trunk or the back seat all week? Or is it out? In your bedstand? Are you reading it daily? What about the spirituality of your family? His sports? His different things in the world? Has that taken over your family? Is that where your emphasis is? Or is worship service the emphasis? Being a part of the family and being a part of the family, the congregation here at Northside, are you active? Are you an active member here? This evening, uh, I hope that you'll take inventory of your life. Look at the direction you're headed. What have you accomplished for the Lord this last year? Some of you may be taking inventory and saying, I'm in a good spot. That doesn't mean you can stop. That doesn't mean, oh, I'm good. I'm done. I can take this next year off. You've got to continue on. Some of you may be taking inventory and saying, hey, I need to make some changes. The benefit of being part of a family, being a part of the congregation, we're here to help each other make it through, to strengthen one another. If there's anything that we can do to help strengthen you, help you bring, change your life, stay on that walk, or maybe you hadn't even started that walk, If we can help you in one way or another, please make it known as we stand and as we sing.
1: Heal at the cross. Christ will meet you there. He intercedes for you. Lift up your voice, leave with him your care, and begin life anew. Give your idols up, look unto realms above, turn not again to life's sparkling cup, trust always in his love. Jesus will meet you there. Please be seated. Is there anyone who needs to partake of the Lord's Supper this evening? Okay. To help prepare our minds for that, we'll sing the first verse of number 595, Because He Lives. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died to buy my pardon.
3: the hands of those who wish to partake. Would you bow with me, please? Your Father, as we come to this table, partake of this bread that represents that precious body that Christ shed upon the cross for us. Help us to always remember the great love that he showed when he was crucified upon that cross for us. Help us to always partake of it with love in our hearts.
0: Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you may blessings. We are thankful for this time we have together around the table tonight. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you should be the ones who partake of this fruit of the vine that represents Jesus' blood that was so freely shed for our sins that they partake in a manner that is pleasing to thy sight. In Christ's name.
3: the Lord's Supper, he also commands we give back a portion of what he has blessed us with. Would you bow with me, please? And the tray will be laid on the foyer, table in the foyer. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for each blessing you give us each and every day. Help us to always realize that every earthly thing we have is due to your goodness for us. Help us to have a loving and willing heart and give back freely of what you have gained us. In Christ's name we pray, amen.